Hi, I'm Denise Simpson, a master life and leadership coach who helps women step into their authentic and feminine power so they can lead like visionaries, influence with grace, and create a legacy of contribution and service. You'll hear about real leadership clients with real problems, navigating their success in life, business, and career. If you're ready to become a masterful leader, then this podcast was made for you. So let's get started. Welcome back, my friend. Let's talk about the leader versus the savior. First of all, this topic is so juicy. It is something I talk often about, and I write often about the savior complex. We get to see it in ourselves at moments. We also get to see this in other employees and some of our managers and some of our directors, those that are overseeing other employees that fall under our division. And so it's important that we learn what this is and how to identify these behaviors, because I myself have personally experienced the savior complex in my early years of leadership. I was a chair at a very large community college, and I had over 80 faculty and staff that included classified staff and professional staff, and yes, faculty and adjunct faculty. So it was a big group, a really, really big group. And there was one employee in particular, and she was my administrative assistant. And she and I had obviously a lot of time together. I trusted her with my calendar. I trusted her with my decisions. I trusted that she would communicate my decisions to my staff. There was a lot of time that we spent together. So I got to know her very, very well. And there were moments where she was vulnerable and shared information with me regarding her family, regarding her upbringing, regarding her marriage, regarding her doubts, her lack of confidence, her lack of education. And so, of course, my compassion came through more like empathy, actually. Empathy is when you, when you, you know, fall in the deep end with your, with your clients or your employees in this case. And I fell into the deep end with her and I bought into her story and I, you know, felt some kind of way about her. And it was, it was mostly that I felt sorry for her. Sorry that she couldn't do this for herself. Sorry that she couldn't, you know, be in a different position that she wanted. Just feeling sorry for her, feeling like she could not and was not capable of of doing more for herself. I felt into that narrative that she shared with me. I didn't see her as someone capable. I didn't see her as someone who had the power and who had the privilege to do something about her current circumstances. I really fell into the trap. And my narrative became, well, she's weak. She is unable to do this for herself. So I'm going to do what I can to save her from this mess. That was my narrative in my brain. It's what my brain filtered through all of those conversations together. I'm the one who am solely responsible for my perception of her. And I came in with this savior complex, like I'm going to save you because you can't save yourself. And I care deeply about you. 
And you may not care about yourself, but I'm going to save you. I'm going to show you that, that you can have better, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you at my own expense. That's the savior complex. And I found myself entrenched in her stories, entrenched in helping her with her education, entrenched in, you know, even providing relationship advice. Like, really? What the hell did I know at that time? I wasn't married and didn't have a solid relationship, but I was helping her, quote unquote, or more like saving her. And so this savior complex is really important because we fall into this trap, especially when we encounter employees that we may not have hired, right? We may have inherited these employees and they're well-meaning employees and we get to like them and our brain gets to create a narrative about them and we fall into the deep end of the pool with them. And there's boundaries that are crossed, really. I mean, although we were professional and never saw her or her family outside of, of the department, I care deeply about her. Either way, I was very, very interested in, in her well-being. And I think that was the boundary that I crossed within myself. And so the savior complex, and I'm going to read you this definition. It's out of the psychology today. It is a psychological construct which makes a person feel the need to save other people. This person has a strong tendency to seek people who desperately need help and to assist them, often sacrificing their own needs for these people. Oh my gosh, there's just so much to unpack with this one definition. (laughs) It's that this person feels the need to save others. And those of us in leadership, I mean, we, we do, we go into leadership for many reasons, right? We, we, we think we have the abilities to influence and inspire our people. And sometimes those lines get blurred. Sometimes we think that we're hired to save the company or to clean the mess, uh, and I I hear a lot of leaders say, well, they never had a leader like me before, or they had never had a position like this before until I came on. And there there are these these implications that they are there to save their division, their department, their company. And sometimes that gets misconstrued during an interview, right? The interview interviewer may say, well, you know, we've never had someone like your caliber, with your caliber, with your qualifications, you know, work for us. So my goodness, wow, we're just so lucky to have you. And, and we just can't wait for you to start. I mean, my goodness, you're going to save this department. And we're just so happy to have you and we'd be lucky to, will you please accept, you know, this position and this salary? And, and you say, well, yeah, okay. Wow. No one's ever said that to me. And okay, well, now I have to prove my worth. I have to prove that I'm here to save someone, save the department. So sometimes our brains process this information and we filter it the best way our brains know how. And and sometimes it is in this savior-like complex. Another part of this definition I want to read to you is that this person has a strong tendency to seek people who desperately need help. 
and to assist them. So what I want for us to do is look at our personal relationships, our intimate relationships. Are we in relationships where we're the ones saving the other? We feel like we are the ones that can save them from themselves. And we're going to do whatever we, we have to do, maybe even sacrificing our own needs to save them. You know, a lot of high potential, high achieving women like us, we, because we're so strong and because we have so many resources and because we have, we have great capacity for nurturing and helping others. Sometimes we find ourselves in relationships where we're here to save our partners, save our lovers, save our spouses, or I'm going to save them. I'm going to marry them and, and I'm going to change them. They're, they will be saved. So pay close attention to those relationships, maybe even with friendships. My gosh, I had a girlfriend where I felt like she couldn't do anything for herself and that I had to save her. And, and this air of arrogance of I'm better than her, I have more capabilities than her, and I love her, I'm going to save her. So there again, boundaries crossed, all because of how I interpreted and, and perceived her as my friend. And thank goodness we're no longer friends. I think she saw right through that. She's like, <laughs> I don't need saving and you got to go. Um, but I want for us to pay close attention to those relationships, the ones that we care most about, the intimate ones, the personal ones, our friendships. Pay close attention to what we're doing, even with our children. You know, a lot of us have kids where we go, wow, I'm just going to tell him what to do because he just, he, he can't get it. He won't get it for himself. He'll never get it. So I'm just going to tell him what he needs to do. He needs so much saving. I mean, I don't know about you, but there are a lot of moms out of here that probably feel this, that way. <laughs> I'm just going to save my kid. We do everything we can to save our children, right? To save our partners, to save our friendships. And so pay close attention to those behaviors are you in any of those situations right now? And if if you are in a leadership position, careful where you see the most vulnerable in your under your supervision, right? Who are the most vulnerable? Who are the who are the most challenged? And we always find a handful of employees that need a little extra attention. And we will perceive that they need our saving. And and it could start out as innocently as they need help. This is the season that they need the most help in. And, you know, my goodness, I I they can't save themselves out of this predicament. So I'm just going to step in and micromanage the hell out of them. So that's a very good sign that you are in the savior complex. So two things that I want for you to keep in mind is that number one, you cannot control your employees' actions. You can't. We cannot control their actions. We can inspire, we can influence we can definitely persuade, but it's ultimately up to them to take that action. And so once we release that, that idea that we can control others, that will really put your brain at rest. Like, well, since I can't control anybody, and that is true, I can't control anyone. I'm just going to, I'm just going to help guide them. I'm going to inspire and influence and, and coach them through this process, but I won't save them. 
I cannot, it's not, it's not even possible to save them because they ultimately have control of their actions. So that's one thing I want you to remember. The second thing I want you to keep in mind is when you are acting as a savior, you're doing it for them, you're, you're micromanaging them, you are not letting them take responsibility for their success or their failures. I want for you to pull back and remember that you're not there to create for them and no, not to control them. You are there to help them learn from their experiences. And sometimes they will succeed on their own and sometimes they will fail on their own. But it's ultimately about taking responsibility. They taking responsibility. And you can start those conversations early on in your tenure where you tell them, I'm here to guide you. I'm actually going to coach you most of the time. I trust you and I, I hold you responsible for all of your actions. Your successes are on you and so will your failures be. But I'll be here to counsel you and I'll be here to guide you. My friend, this is what the best leaders do. <laughs> okay, so those are the first two things. The last thing that I want for you to keep in mind so that you can avoid the savior trap is this idea that humans are whole resourceful and complete, just the way they are. So whether you inherited them or you are inviting them to work for you, please remember that they are whole, just the way they are. They're resourceful. They will figure things out for themselves and for the organization. And my friend, they are complete, complete. You hired them for a reason. They were hired by a a predecessor for a reason. They have the qualifications. They have the, the, the skills that's needed. And of course, as you evaluate them, there may be some gaps and you'll help them with that. But already knowing that they're whole, resourceful, and complete will help you stand back. It'll help you set boundaries it'll help you redefine what you find, what you think saving is right redefining what helpfulness is and caring is so that you don't find yourself saving them when they really don't need any saving all right my friend i hope you found today's episode powerful short but powerful trust your people trust yourself to lead them and not to save them they don't need the saving All right, my friend, I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay tuned next week for another great episode. Take good care. Bye for now. Hey, before you go, I have a special gift to share with you. It is my exclusive guide on the 15 values of a masterful leader. That's right. These values are what drive every decision you make. They motivate every action you take as a leader. So don't leave this to chance gotta know what 15 values masterful leaders use to develop their influence, inspire their followers, and impact their organizations. So head over to my show notes, grab this exclusive guide ASAP. It'll be delivered in your email box as soon as possible. I'll see you inside. 